0: My name is Amigo Aaron, I'm not a host, but I play one on TV, and this is my partner in crime, as seen on TV, it's the Brent. Yeah. I'm one of those non-vocal hosts that just makes the noises. You're... Like a, a teller, or a beeper. You know, is not a good <laughs> co-host <laughs> on a podcast. Yeah, that's perfect. To think about it, he just sits there while Penn is all the talking. Perfect. If only you were like that mute, that'd be great for everybody. Nevertheless, welcome to ARG Presents, everybody, the show where we spin a crazy wheel and make a crazy deal. We made a crazy deal this week, Brent, because we spun this sucker, and we came up with this, bam, TV-based games, but not just any TV-based games, because these have to be based in TV shows that came out before the year 2000, yes. 2000, now... That's an odd choice, isn't it? Is there some difference between the shows that came out before 2000 and after 2000? We'll have to ask Petzl, who suggested the piece. Doesn't that strike you as odd? Uh. Like, how many video games came out after 2000? They'd all be like modern games, wouldn't they? Like 24, and you know, we we review modern games. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. We've we've sort of tiptoed to this category once before when we did uh, TV games, but this time out, we've, we've got certain certain qualifiers to make them different shows, so it's entirely different. Now, Aaron, from from uh, uh, pre-2000 television, do you have any favorites, anything that really grabs you, that you just feel like you got to watch over and over again? You TV shows? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? All of them. All my favorites are before, before 2000. Just to run down some of my favorite shows, and by the way, some of these deserve games, right? Of course, my all-time favorite show, The Twilight Zone, love it. I can't get enough of it. That does not deserve a game. Uh, Star Trek, the original Star Trek, which has a million games. Yes, it does. Uh, including, we. it's funny, I, uh, we did some research, and I, I'm trying to think of who it was on the Discord, determined pretty much unequivocally that's Star Trek... Was the first t- g- uh, show that had a game based on it. Yeah, because it had a Vectrix arc. Uh, uh, oh, no, way before. Game. No, this is way before that. I'm talking game of like a college computer type game. This is old school, like uh, 60s. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what he's talking about. Yeah. But th- that's in a commercial game. Uh, other shows that I was a big fan of back in the day that I'd love to see a game made for Wild Wild West. And I don't mean the god awful abomination that Smith did and the, that horrible, horrible thing. I'm talking about the original uh, show, which I was a big fan of that one. I never got a game made after. Yeah. Can you think of any shows that you love that never got the privilege of having a proper game made about them? Uh, Firefly. Yeah. Oh, that's an excellent uh, choice. It does have a game, eh, sort of, like yeah. this Firefly one-line universe type game, but I, I, I would have loved to have had a game where you just go around with the crew and do, do episodes Basically missions and whatnot. It's amazing that that hasn't had one come out recently, because the popularity of Firefly is still there. It, yeah, I mean it, it's waning, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I guess uh, uh, some of your Saturday morning cartoons that never got games, <coughs> the D and D cartoon, yeah. never had a game based on the show. I think that could have been fun, uh, uh, or did it? You know, it might have. No, it never did. I would I would have remembered that. Uh, you know, the D&D cartoon, I, it's a mixed bag for me. I've mentioned this before. As a and d player, I found it offensive and wrong. But it still had, it, had, it did have its charm. Uh, but, oh, man, someone just said Firefly is overrated in the chat. We'll be talking to you later, Mitsuyama. Um, other games, the other shows that did not get a proper game uh, would be, I would say Babylon 5. I think it came in just under 2,000. Uh, Babylon 5, a great show. In fact, I've got a poster on the arcade wall I'm looking at here. From a game that was uh, in in uh, production, but it was never released. But it would have been a great universe to have a, uh, a game uh, made for it. And it's funny, the amount of things that got games that are garbage. Oh, yes. <laughs> in fact, we're looking right now, if you're watching the stream, Home Improvement got a game. Yeah. You know, but I guess it's all about, you know... Brand recognition. Yeah. Like, I, why? Where's my Jefferson's game? son. <laughs> where's all in the family? The game? Some games, you some things you can't strap a game to. No, know. no, that's not true. And I think we're going to be looking at one today. Well, <laughs> yeah, you might be right. So, so just because it shouldn't have a game doesn't mean it doesn't have a game. Uh, someone in the chat mentioned they wish there was a Cheers game. That would, that's sort of like bar games. That's if you would need if you and also MacGyver has been mentioned in the chat. Another excellent choice, although MacGyver does turn up in Force, more or less. So at least he was he got a casual sort of mention. Uh, and that's Broforce took a lot of these guys that didn't get games, and they managed to stick them in there somehow. That's it's, right. That's kind of funny. A Barney Miller just came up. That's another one. Can you imagine a Barney Miller hardcore cop game? That'd be pretty good. <laughs> the whole game you get one bullet. Yeah, yeah. A, Do- a Doctor who got mentioned. Doctor Who's had tons of <laughs> tons games, of all games. of them garbage. Yeah, there are all... There's never been a good one. And then lastly, this is a good one to round out this conversation. Uh, we've had people asking for a Golden Girls video game. Golden Girls is very really popular. Still, which is strange to me. And okay, I never I, liked it. I, I yeah, you, you, you know, I don't think we were the target audience for Golden. I, I I would I would tend to agree with you. Well, all that said, I mean, there's plenty of good choices out there. Uh, Boy, we should have probably picked one game, of those for <laughs> <laughs> games to. Well, we did. We did. What are you going to do? They limited you to before two thousand. We're not made of stone. We did the best we could. No, we didn't. So, Brent, <laughs> let me tell you something. Yes. I'm going to let you lead the dance this week. All right. And by, shot, lead, shot. and by lead the dance, I mean stagger, blind, drunk, out of the gate, <laughs> fall on your face, and slide across the floor. With the game you picked this week, tell them what you got. Alf. What's that? Alf. What's that now? Alf. Oh. Aaron. <laughs> They're not making me like this more. It's <laughs> Alf, everyone. Alf, Aaron. Yeah. The wondrous, magnificent television shows that premiered uh, all the way back in '86. Really, that long ago. <laughs> oh, and man. Uh, uh, first off, before we go any farther, did you watch the Alf television show? I have. I, first of all, I did not like Alf the show. Okay, I did watch an episode or two. Okay, so there's that. Uh, I know the guy, and I'm sure you're going to get into this, but the guy that made the show is some kind of real creepy guy. No, I'm not going to get into that, because that that takes away from the happiness that is ALF. Well, I Alf... know for a fact, hold on a second, the guy that actually made the show is super weird. He's a weird ALF fanatic. He's like He holds on to the ALF like grim death. Well, let me tell you something. ALF is worth holding on for. And do you know what ALF stands Alien for? Alien life form. That's right. Alien life form. i glad you could read the webpage I had up. I didn't look at that. <laughs> no, I know what it stands for. The television show, Aaron, ALF, was a sitcom that was uh, based around a, a typical American family that just happens upon ALF, the, uh, the alien life form from beyond the stars. Uh, I remember vaguely watching ALF. I don't think I ever went out of my way to watch ALF, but if ALF was on... I would watch it. How th- old were you when Alf was <laughs> on? I uh, would have been uh, between like nine and eleven. So you were right in the wheelhouse for people that they wanted to watch Alf. Probably. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think Alf was going for a family, a family audience. So I would have been among the family. Uh, for those that don't know, Alf is this short. Hairy brown alien, yeah, sort of like a cross between a teddy bear and an anteater. He looks like a shrunk. It's like someone left a Wookiee in the dryer, and, he's got, and with a big nose, <laughs> with a nose. big nose, yeah, big yep. snout.
1: <clears throat> and one of uh key things is he eats cats.
0: Yeah, and uh, there was a running joke in the show <laughs> that he would you know, uh, because the family that adopted him found him, however you want to express it, uh, had a cat. So one of the running gags in the entire the show was Alf would try to to go behind the family's back and eat the cat. What an odd premise for a running gag. But yeah. there you go. Uh, Alf uh, was a a a I would say a popular show back in the, in the day. Yeah. It ran for four seasons. Really? Just four? <laughs> yeah. I thought it ran for a lot longer. Uh, a lot of people... Very angry at the Elf show because it kind of ends on a cliffhanger if he got back to his home planet or not. Yeah. I mean, that was a shooed-in, long, arcing premise towards the end uh, uh, that Alf was trying to get back to his planet. It was such a vague overall plot line that you would go six or seven episodes that would never be mentioned. Yeah, But, you know, that was the the big arc. That was some of the tear-jerking moments of Alf. And Alf was a comedy at at its core. Yeah, uh, with with Alf being the comic relief, uh, also the main character. He was a a, a one line quipping kind of guy. And he always got into mischief. Yeah, that kind of show. I liked his voice. They that, that he had a good voice. Yeah, he yeah. did. He did. Um, <clears throat> and it was nothing alien about it. It was no. just it just sounded like a, a dude. It sounded like a dude that worked at like a deli. Yeah, you know, like. Hey. <laughs> Um, (coughs) but when the show ended, it kind of ended on a cliffhanger, and that kind of bummed everyone out. But we're not here, Aaron, to talk about ALF, the television show. We are here to talk about ALF, the video game. Now, Aaron, did you know there are multiple ALF video games? I did not know that. Yes. (coughs) In fact, in 1987, ALF The First Adventure hit the Commodore 64, Apple II, uh, DOS, and Atari ST. Really? No, yes. I have no idea. Uh, uh, I did not play this, but it is considered to be the best of the ALF video games. Oh, I praise. That's a, <laughs> that's a low bar right there. Uh, we also have uh, add, and, add and subtract with ALF. Yeah. ALF U.S. Geography. Alf thinking skills, Alf world world of words, Alf defender of the earth and that's actually a fan game that was made uh at the year 2000 so we couldn't have done that one. Right. lot. And, <clears throat> and then my personal favorite, Alf party kit, which was actually something that? that you would buy and it was uh you could print Alf themed things for yeah. like birthday parties like cards and stuff like that do you find it odd that alf had all those educational titles because he doesn't uh, always strike me as someone that would be good at teaching you things i mean (laughs) he's just sort of this like i'm not gonna say slovenly but he's not like an uh he's not like uh uh, mickey mouse or something (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) it is odd that an alien from beyond the stars is teaching me about u.s geography (laughs) (laughs) that is it's a good point that's a good point. Maybe that's one of his alien powers. He's good at maps. But we looked at ALF for the Sega Master System, Aaron. Yes. And, uh, oh boy, did we look at it. This came out in 1989, so a little late in the ALF party line. Uh, uh, it was also the end of that year, so it was, it was as late as you could get for an ALF product. <coughs> this was uh, developed by Nexa. Published by Sega, so it was a first-party title. Um, ALF is a platform adventure where you control ALF, and they thought, you know what? What is one of the most successful video games of all time? E.T. So we're going to model our game after E.T., and you have to collect your spaceship parts and fly back to your home planet. They didn't actually say that, did they? No, but okay, that's what the because game that is. that would be
1: someone
0: to be firing in stride. <laughs> but... So, in Alf, in ALF, the television show, you've got a, 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 a whole host of characters. All the ALF family, you've got the neighbors, all these other people. In ALF, the video game, you get ALF. Yeah. That's it. No supporting characters. Like, not having the dad in Alf, because that guy was pivotal. He was the straight man to Alf Wackins. And he also was an oddball guy. Yes. He looked more like an alien than Alf. He did. How did he not get in here? He did. <laughs> so uh, for Alf video game, you it's a platformer where your main enemies are FBI agents <laughs> with the grabbiest hands. <laughs> Is that what they are? Yeah. They don't look like FBI agents. They look like. <laughs> But they don't don't look savory. Let's put it that way. They're always going good. They get their hands going grabbing like that. They shuffle down the street grabbing stuff. It's an odd animation choice for sure. Yeah, it is. They're also the least undercover agents of all time. So, uh, outside of that, you, of course, have uh, uh, people on motorcycles that are basically just street traffic. Yeah. Yeah. but your your most deadly enemy, in my personal opinion are the bats you encounter yeah. in the cave under your house, yeah, it's because uh yeah, I don't understand it, but there you go, yeah <coughs> to say that Alf is a odd platformer, I think would be an understatement. I'm not sure it's a platformer if I'm honest i don't I don't necessarily agree with that, I don't know. What would you call it? I don't it's I'll, you know what you if, if you'd like me to get into it, it's a little. Sure. this reminds me, listen, me and the boat host a show called R Sinclair. You may uh-huh. have heard of it. We play a lot of Sinclair games. They made a lot of games on the on the ZX that were these adventure type games where you sort of wander around gathering stuff up, yeah, you know, like trapdoor and stuff like that. Sure. they're probably based on a TV show. <clears throat> and they're real complicated and they're long. And like they're we, they're weird, you know. So and this is like if if like someone said, "Hey, let's water down one of these next spectacles as literally to make it as the thin gameplay as we possibly can," and then you would have Alf. Like Alf, all he got is a few things. It's not a long game. It's not a super complex game. Uh, so that's what it reminds me of. I mean, yes, there is some jumping, but when you're jumping over guys going like this, that walk they shuffle at a real slow rate. You're right. Really, the bats and the kid on the bike are your most are your nemesis in this game. Oh, until you get further down, there are also scuba divers, and, and once you uh, launch Meteors. your spaceship up into uh, up into space, you've got some other things to yeah. deal with. But <laughs> all right, Alf is a game. I, I think we can all agree with that, and uh, uh. Jazz it, hands, jazz hands, everywhere you go. It's not a good game. No, no. And, it, and it's bad for reasons you might not think about. Uh, uh, some reasons you might think yeah, about. I was going to say, I got to hear the bad ones that I didn't come up with. It's got absolutely horrible music. But I want to talk about the music for just a second, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, you know, usually when you develop a game, you've got your studio all set out. Yeah. And, and at the studio, you have people that do all their jobs. You get your artists, your programmers... Uh, you know, your developers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the case for Alf. Really? What happened? Alf had a programmer, <coughs> a, couple, uh, a couple programmers, an artist, and then they were like, oh crap, Alf doesn't have any music, and we're getting ready to ship. Oh. What are we going to do? So they, and they had no budget, none. So they paid, uh, Poor old Randy Roseberry, $200, $200 to come in and put the music that's in out. Wow. I'd say you got their money's worth. <laughs> so, you know, that's a thing. Uh, and, and let me tell you something. They got, the, it definitely sounds like $200 for the video game music. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I've it, heard, I've heard words. they are lots of words. On constant repeat. I think yeah. it has three tunes i believe the second this game comes on it blares at you wow. and it <laughs> so never like, oh, lets up yeah you got to turn the volume down this side. <clears throat> um a couple other uh, uh woes for alf you know when you when you're basing your game off of off of a property yeah. you got to strike while the iron's hot or you're done right cuz you're paying for that license fee uh, and if you're if your license if the thing you're runs out of popularity, you're screwed. You're going to lose all your sales. Yeah. So uh, December of 1989 was the drop-dead date. The uh, programmers for this begged, begged not to ship. They're like, the game is not done. Uh, this is literally just a barely functioning state. And the uh, uh, the publishers were like, Screw you out the door on the shelf. Yeah. So you have to give Al I'm not giving Alf a pass, but you have to understand what Alf was dealing with. Very limited budget and a very hectic design uh, uh schedule to get it out the door. <coughs> Alf, Aaron, when you think Alf, what do you think of his power move? The big things, your big attacks to to battle those. Uh, Uh, FBI agents and those menacing bats. The funny thing about Alf the show is I don't recall Alf ever really getting into that much combat. (laughs) I think he would on the cat occasionally, but I mean, it's not like he had a gun or a spaceship gun, you know, like a blazer pistol or something. He didn't have nothing as far as I know. That's right. So, when you're making a game about Alf, obviously salami is the answer for your number one weapon. Yeah. You just pull it out of the fridge and go beat bats with it. Just like any good alien from a comedy sitcom would do. Yeah, uh, yeah. To say uh, to say that Alf is all over the place would be quite the understatement. Nothing works well. Uh, the controls are are kind of loose. The hit detection is just horrible. Um, Alf's sprite, I guess, looks okay. Yeah, that's he looks bad. a little more splinter. It looks like from uh, Teenage like, Mutant Ninja Turtles. It reminds me of like the. Uh, uh... The the showbiz pizza rat was brown. Yeah. He was kind of like a rat, a huge rat. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now the game does have some interesting mechanics. Uh, it has a full uh, inventory and sales mechanic, kind of like an RPG. I don't know if I'd go with full. I mean, it does have one, <laughs> but as far as I can tell, you only buy there's only a few <laughs> things you can buy there in the whole game. Well, okay, but there are things that you can go to the general store and buy and sell. I'll uh, well, joke, which I'm pretty sure would not fly into the television show because Alf was constantly trying to be hidden. Um, you also have some interesting elements. Like, you, you do... Go underwater, you have a water section, you have a space section. Uh, You'll never see these things because you're not good enough to get there, but they are in the game. Yeah, you have to navigate the caves first, and those are tough. Uh, And also, there's puzzle aspects. Uh, What do I need to get over this hole? What do I need to get over this pit, you know? Uh, And that's stuff that you buy and then you use in those applications. It also has a few little hidden tantalizing things. Like there's locked doors in the house that you can eventually get a key for if you know what to do, Um, but the whole goal is to get him back to his home planet. No, uh, no, that's not true. uh, Well, get him back to his people. No, also not true. The whole point of this is so he can visit his girlfriend on Mars. Well, that's not. He's not from Mars. His girlfriend lives on Mars. That's the plot of the of the game. That's the plot. He's not going home. He's just, he's, what's he just wants to go see his, his woman. Can you imagine what she looks like? <laughs> I don't want to think about no. it. No. <clears throat> so, Aaron, first question I have for you. Yeah. I got a second question since you answered if you'd seen Al. Does this video game represent the television show Alf? No. I will say when Alf does something, like, there's oftentimes this Alf gets something that's valuable. And he'll make equipment like this "Is The, the Alph is striking it rich. There's some dialogue. Yeah, yeah. So, Alph, the dialogue portions, I'd say, are sort of Alph. And, and, by, and by dialogue, we mean uh, pop-up text boxes. Right. There's probably, in the whole game, there's probably five. Yeah. Maybe six. You know, but those are kind of Alph-like. I don't know. What I mean, listen, let's say you're a game programmer and someone's like, listen, we need an Alph game, you know, and it, but we need a serious one, not Educational. Go for it. I mean it's not like Alf, the show, gives you a lot of like That's supporting material to make a game. That's true. They rendered the house, you know, uh, they they I mean, which is sorta. They but I mean the rest of it just had to come up with crap. Like I said, this is the exact same thing the ZX Spectrum games do. Another reason this reminds me of those is because they're also wacky. You're picking up wacky stuff and you're going like the underwater part, and going into space. That's the kind of goofy stuff you would do just out of the blue and those things. So, I mean, I, this is, uh, 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 the graphics are, uh been for a master's, game, they're okay. Yeah, oh yeah, I don't think you the graphics know, are bad. They're, they're okay. You want to hear something fun about the graphics, Aaron? Yeah. These were actually, the graphics were made on an Amiga yeah. using deluxe paint. Yeah. And then they they pulled those off and put them into the game. Really? Yes. Well, so there's a. So all That's the a animation. day for the Amiga. <laughs> Man, I won't be mentioning that on Amigos, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, uh, I mean, it looks okay. It, again, it's just there, it's a, there's not much you can do. But it, the thing is, the game is the underground parts. If you didn't know what you were doing when you started this game, you would what not. You it, won't. It would not be an easy task. Now, I'd played this before on stream one time, so I knew about the salami because you got to get that before you can do anything. Yes. And then you go in there, and it's funny. The playthrough that this guy just marches through the bat's whack, so it's no problem. It's, it's actually, I think, much harder than that when you go down in the, in the caves. Yeah. And if you get hit with a bat, Alf turns into a ghost. That's it. That's yeah. It. That's in it, him. So, but, it, no, it's, it's a – I don't want to bury this game, believe it or not. <laughs> okay. Because this kind of – this is a game for kids – no, it's too no, hard. No, It's too yeah. hard for kids. It is a game for kids. If you take aside the fact that it's too hard, it's got elements in it that kids like. They're finding uh, treasure boxes, and they're, and they're finding ba- tra- hidden treasure, and the cat's in there, and the, uh, they can run and jump, and the, the most of the bad guys aren't that tough to de- get rid of. It's not... So, I mean, in terms of, if you look at it from that aspect, I've played much worse, all right? But, as a game, uh, it's not that good. And, it, and, and it's too short. They made they made it too hard. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, if they made it less hard, like the caves, because really the cave part's the hardest part. You know, uh, uh, if they had not made that so stupid, that, that then at least the kids could have seen these other sections. Yeah. But you, but you never will get here. You know, and it, but it is, and really, I mean, the playthrough—it's only like about twelve minutes or something. It's oh, that, the speed run, I think, is like fifteen well, minutes a speed, long. Calling this a speed run—it's, I mean, trust me, Alf is not going to speed run anybody. What? He he lumbers around, although he's still quicker than the obscene FBI agents. Yeah. You know, but no, this is a, a big old, a big old dud. And furthermore, when we were getting, before we pitched games, I saw. That people were lobbying for ALF in the Discord? No, they weren't. Oh, I saw people in there saying ALF, and I saw people in chat last week mention ALF, and I thought to myself, surely the Brent won't go down that road, but go down that road you No one mentioned that you're making all that up. No, that's true. I want to say something, Aaron. I, much like you, is ALF a bad game? Absolutely. Yeah. But I kind of like it. Well. I kind of like it. I liked, I mean... You are completely lost when you start the game, okay? And you have to feel your way around. You you have to learn that you have to open the fridge to get the salami. You have to learn that you have to take
1: money to buy a a ladder to put down over the pit. It's
0: it's all surface-level difficulty. I mean, it's easy to figure out, but you do feel accomplished when you do it. ALF moves at a brisk enough pace... <clears throat> that I I didn't feel any scene stretched on too long. I did not beat the game, but I I played a fair way through it.
1: Um, it's just right on the edge, right on the edge of being good enough that I want to play it and I want
0: to recommend it. But it is so bad in you, so no. many ass so many ways that I couldn't recommend. There's it There's no way you can recommend this. Nah. Are you nuts? Uh, we did get some uh, reviews from uh, the disc. We're gonna, we Actually, this was a review-heavy week for yes. us. We don't usually get this many. Boat says because we played a game that people can easily emulate. That might be it, because we do play a bunch of weird stuff. In fact, Boat chimes in first with his review of Alf. He said, Al- <laughs> Boat doesn't beat her in the bush. Alf blows. No. This is a truly awful game in every respect. The collision detection's awful. The music's awful. Alf looks okay. Alf looks okay, but man... This is the worst, the dirt worst. Alf was my first TV disappointment. At the tender age of nine in 1990, the series ended on a cliffhanger, yeah. and the Master System game brought back all those bad memories and added more to the pile. Boat with a burial in that. Jazz Dog chimed in the JD. He says, Alf, I wanted to review Gargoyles and try to make a few jokes about being stoned. Unfortunately, I decided to play Alf instead. The joke is on me. After some initial confusion, I found a cat, some salami, and a hole in the basement leading to a secret cave. Alf is well known for his love of splunking, so I <laughs> forward charged into the badness and darkness. After my 50th death, trying to clear the first ledge, with the same 10 second musical loop searing into my brain, I began to. think <laughs> I think that being alive might be overrated. Wow, this is a good job of jazz talk to Suicide. Like our plucky alien, I did not give up. I figured out how to handle the bats an inch further along with each run. I discovered a gold nugget in a cave shack and died again immediately. Even with my minor success, the game is not worth it. It's tedious, difficult, not the good kind of difficult, and I will try to refine my play further. I would not recommend this game to anyone Even if they were a huge ALF fan. I agree. Finally, Pajaco chimed in. But ALF brought in the people. ALF. I remember seeing Palette Psychic on the Amiga for the first time and having that moment like, this is the future right here. And just being blown away in awe. ALF managed to instill the exact opposite feeling of that. But the surface, the concept is okay. But my word, implementation is just awful. Bad sprite collision, clunky controls, and weak puzzles. Oh, and the enemies that can pass through solid objects, the game just bones it in at every step. Yes. <laughs> I've seen some really well-implemented games in the Master System, so I know the system is capable of more. Even using save states, uh, like they were going out of date, this game was not easy. These are selling on eBay for way too much. The game is probably rare because the poor suckers who bought this probably shredded their copies and went into therapy. <laughs> we play these games so you don't have to. Don't try this at home, kids. Hot, woo, hot garbage. Two out of ten. A full-on burial from your loving and adoring public. The Brent. And speaking of those Alf prices on eBay, loose cart sixty dollars. Uh, boxed versions. Uh, up to from one ten to one fifty. Holy smokes! I, might, I, I gotta check my collection. I may have Al stuck in there. I gotta look. Holy smokes! Time to get rid of that ugly little freak. <laughs> For that kind of wad. So you actually teetered on recommending this, and it, it's it's no. one of those so bad it's good games. No, well, what did you bring to the table? You're Mr. an idiot. My game is great. Well, I'm, listen. I'm not gonna oversell this. Okay. okay, I'm not gonna lie to you. So I didn't know what I was gonna play this week, but I thought at first I thought I'm gonna play the <laughs> oldest thing I could find, but I couldn't play that. As I mentioned, I'd have to have a computer uh, from the '60s in here. wasn't gonna work. And you so know I, what I was gonna play? I don't know. Pirates of the Dark Waters. Oh yeah, that game stinks too. That's eh, okay. Much like the it's animation a, it's of a, your show. It's a anyway. Dynamo. Uh, so I was like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to play here. I had to ponder this, and so I didn't. And one thing I was sure I wasn't—I'm not going to play any cartoon. I can tell you that—that's out. I'm going to play a live action show. Well, I, so I'm sitting around on YouTube, and this show pops into my little feed, and it's a history of the show that I loved as a as a young man. I was going to say child, but I was in—I was in working for IBM at the time, <laughs> so I guess I can't say that. Uh, but. Uh the show in question that I ended up choosing just because of this video was bam it's Gargoyles the game based on the show now yes listen uh um uh, this show came out uh and it was from uh uh Buena Vista Television right this is Disney's like this is the arm of Disney where they didn't want you to know it was Disney okay because they were like yeah uh uh, this is more of the more adult or re- more refined adult cartoons or right. whatever. Uh, when I first saw the preview for this, I was like, this is going to be garbage. And I, my first thought was, looks like Disney wants Batman. That was because yeah. Batman the Animated Series was rocking and rolling. And I saw Goliath there with the cape. and I was like, this is a Batman knockoff. And I watched the first episode purely to bad mouth it as I often do. I do this a lot. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to kill this thing. And then, it not only did it not suck, I was like, holy smokes, this is good. Yeah. Great voice actors, which I'll get into, and great animation. And I was like, this is that. And so I ended up watching the first whole season, and it was I was like, this is great. And then they refined it mer- further the second season, which ran like a, a million episodes. So this game, uh, this show, again, Gargoyles, just to get into the show, just the, uh, the briefest amount. Now, there was a third season known as Gar- Gargoyles, the Goliath Chronicles, it's considered by most men as non-canonical. Non-canonical! Because they f- this was done by ABC on their, as a morning cartoon. No good. Uh, Goliath, the whole premise of the show is uh, gargoyles existed, right? And during the medieval times, basically, uh, uh, gargoyles protected humans in this castle, and the people in the castle turned on them. Yeah. right. And so the gargoyles got mad, dropped the hammer on them, and were cursed. And the curse was, the first of all, almost all the gargoyles were killed. And then the curse was gargoyles, were they would be turned to stone until the castle rose above the clouds, right? And so all the gargoyles got turned to stone, and that's why we had gargoyles. A guy named David Xanatos, who was a super wealthy, like Tony Stark type, thought to himself, hey, I, I wonder if I can unleash the power of these guys. He was a sort of an occultist. And so he literally had the entire tower shipped over from Scotland and then stuck it on the top of his skyscraper. And it got high enough to where the, it actually took out the spell. They could, they could come out there in the night, you know. And then, of course, he ended up being the, ultimately being the protagonist of the show. Uh, because, uh, because he, well, it goes back and forth. Sometimes he's with them, sometimes he's against them. Uh, and, This was a great premise. Uh, The Goliath, the main gargoyle, was played by uh, Keith David. This guy's been in everything. He's got a great voice. He was in Pitch Black. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He was the guy that Roddy Piper fought in the alley in They Live. So if you need to know who that is, that's him. Uh, uh, His love interest, Goliath's love interest, Elisa Maza, was done by Sally Richardson. And there were tons and tons of Next Generation cast in this. Yes. Uh, Jonathan Franks was Xanatos. Demona was played by... uh, Councilor yeah, Troy, really, yeah, uh, Data. Data <laughs> played Puck. Uh, 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 the guy that did uh, uh, Worf played Coldstone. Like they were the only one that didn't get in there was Picard. He was yep. the only one. All, and it, it just happened. To, that's just the way it worked out. That wasn't their angle. But I mean, newsflash: these guys are all good actors. Yeah, and it worked. And it, it worked. They did really good job. So, like I said, this ran. Uh, this ran from '94 to '96, and then the last season was uh, on ABC, and it was like I said, it was no good. So, no, I no. urge you to check out the show because the show is is great. <coughs> it and, is. And, and, it's and, good. And the funny thing about the show is it's got a lot of. There's a lot of Shakespearean influence in it, and so you'll actually learn something on top well, of everything no, else. No, you will. You no. will. It's real good. Now, I mean, the second season—it's seventy-eight episodes. There's about fifty episodes of the second season. There's not all winners. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, no, it, I I enjoyed it. it. Yeah, it certainly though was trying to be a Batman: in The Animated Series, but it was an it was definitely its own thing. Oh yeah, I mean, they were they were trying to they had a lot of uh, it was dark imagery, but I mean, it really had nothing to do with Batman at all. No, not, no, I, no, no, no. It was just the same grim style, that yeah. more serious style. And there were there were you had Goliath and Brooklyn. Uh, you had a, a, a Broadway. You had a bunch of different gargoyles. There were about five or six main gargoyles, including Ed Asner playing Hudson, which was great, if you're familiar with Ed Asner's work on Mary Tyler Moore. He was another guy who was a brilliant voice actor. Who'd have thunk it? So with all that said, uh, you would think this game would have spawned tons and tons of games. It actually only spawned a couple, a Game Boy release, and it was spawned this one. And I'll be honest with you, uh, Brent, when I picked this, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to decide which gargoyles game to choose. No. <laughs> There was. I had very limited choices, and which Are ones you saying I could. Alf pick. had more games than Gargoyle. Alf, Alf? did. It did. Well, Alf was a bigger hit. I mean, I mean, it's a different type. It's a prime time show. So, uh, Gargle is the game. This was developed by Walt Disney uh, Computer Software Inc. So this was in house published by Buena Vista Interactive. This is when they were doing this stuff in house. Uh, this came out, <laughs> excuse me, in '95 for the Genesis slash Mega Drive. Now, get this. this, I always like it when these things tie together. Uh, This was programmed by a guy named Chris uh, Shrigley. I looked at his back catalog. He did a lot of stuff on the C64 Uh, Gauntlet 2, Skate Crazy, that god awful game that just keeps popping up, Action Fighter. It's horrible. He also uh, worked on James Bond Jr., which is also, we covered on this show, and it's also horrible. And the horrible cliffhanger. So he did. <laughs> he did. I mean, Gamma Two is good. Uh, the uh, uh, you had a thirty-nine man crew here. All Ooh. right. So yeah, it was just, I mean that's not that unusual. So the game for the nineties. The, the game you is uh, similar to the show, but not exactly like the show. It's uh, split into several levels. It's got five levels. Okay, and the key, the elements of the of the game is. Um, someone has gotten hold of what's called the Eye of Odin. It's a talisman which was in the show, and it can do a bunch of crazy, you know, magical stuff. Yeah. And so what it does is that whenever you have it, you get a lot of you get a lot of jack. So in the opening uh, level, Goliath at his castle, fending off an attack from these from these Vikings, basically. And at the end, you're going to fight the the guy with the talisman. And that's the, sort of the way these these levels go. Uh, you do play as Goliath. There, as far as I could tell, the only two people from the show. I mean, you could really argue maybe there were three. Goliath is the guy you play. You don't get to this. This is like having one teenage mutant ninja turtle. Yeah, because I mean, you they literally cut out all the other gargoyles at all of them except for one, which was disappointing. And also, Goliath never talks. So you think they have a little speech in there? He does scream. That's about it. Um, yeah, there Demona, which is sort of the, the chick gargoyle that is the bad girl in the show, she shows up at the very end of the game. I mean, for one one section. Yeah, it doesn't no, it doesn't really do anything. Yeah. And then Coldstone sort of, kind of is in it, but they just basically take it's basically robot gargoyles that are in a level. Yeah. Coldstone was much cooler. That's who Wharf played in the in the show. He was much cooler and more interesting in the show. Uh, so you're not going to be switching between gargoyles. Uh, something else you're going to find is that, despite the fact... That, and this is in the show, too, but this is much lamer in the game. As you go through this platformer, uh, you'll notice that gar- the gargoyles don't fly, uh, despite the fact that they've got wings. Now, in the show, they don't fly either. They glide. Yeah. But in the show, it gl- it's a lot like Batman's, uh, it's a lot like Batman's uh, grapple hook. You know, sometimes Batman just, shit thing up there and just shoot straight up, and he can the gargoyles just basically can do that most of the time. They don't have, but not in this game. It's a lot, they, the wings, they do nothing. But oh, gl- You can glide. It's not like, but I mean, there are parts of this game, I'm like, why am I not flying here? Because right. this is dumb. Uh, so, this game is very, all the levels are dark. Dark or red. They're either yeah. basically very dark or underground. And of course, in the show, when it's daytime, the gargoyles turn to stone. They can't move. So I guess that's to be expected. Um, Again, you start off on a castle level. Uh, Goliath, of course, you're using the Genesis' three-button stick. You've got a, basically the buttons have multiple functions, but at at their core, you've got an attack button, you've got a jump button, and you've got a grab button. All right? And they they can do a few other moves. Goliath, being a gargoyle, can basically climb straight up stuff. He just digs his claws into the cement or stone and can climb up them. So they got that part right. And this does add some interesting elements to the game in areas where you can basically crawl up walls under ceilings. This probably was a pretty difficult game to design the levels on. I can tell you from playing the game, uh, Goliath. I would say he controls he controls okay, but I the, the I. the controls were of struggle, which we'll get to that. Listen, I know you're leaning in. Like, you're not wrong, okay? (laughs) I wasn't zipping around this thing like Mario, okay? (laughs) Now, part of the reason that the controls are sort of difficult is the levels in this require you to do a lot of stuff that you normally wouldn't do in a platform game. They're set up in very strange ways. For example, and and this is sad, on the very first level when you're in the castle, I got to a point early on where I couldn't do anything. I had no idea what I was doing. And I had to watch a playthrough and read the manual to even have any idea what I was doing. It turns out, if you take a small run and hit your attack button, there are some walls you can just go right through. Yeah. This is important, but I didn't know that at first. And the manual is very vague on this. The manual needs work. It's a very thin, weak manual. But there are some elements. That, in fact, you'll, you'll you need to use a lot where you just basically get ahead of steam up and just ram through stuff. Another thing I had to look up is I got to a point where I was on top of this tower, and there was nowhere else to go. Well, in certain areas, you can jump, hit down, and, and, and your attack button, and he'll shoot down to the lower level. Right? He'll, he'll, yeah, he'll, he'll fl- crash to the floor. No, no, he's, or sometimes he swings behind the, the scene and, and does not Again, this is sort of confusing uh, because it's not spelled out well in docs, and so for your average person, this was probably, a, especially back before the Internet, I would say this is a, probably a pretty frustrating first level to get through. This first level was no uh, small task to get through on easy. I got through it, but it was not the easiest thing I've ever done. I will say they give Goliath. This is a game that gives you lives, plus it gives you a health bar. And it's a fairly generous health bar uh, on the first level. The second level, it starts to if go you a lot play cleaner. on easy, it does. Right. I, I play on normal. Uh, and you get a goodly <laughs> amount of men on, on easy. I thought the graphics were pleasing uh, for the most part. They weren't super awesome. I thought the shading and stuff for what they were playing with. I mean, again, when you're going to use real dark levels, you're, it really does limit what you can do. And so this game pretty much is limited to the the uh, the level the level where you see Goliath at the castle is just like a night setting. And then when you, the second level where you have to go down to try to save your eggs, by the way, this is also in the very uh, very first series. Uh, where they the humans went down to try to smash the rookery, all the eggs, and they do it, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> in, this, in this version, you're down in what's basically like a lava level. Yeah. I thought the lava level was also... There's two of these levels that are like this, but they're like kind of red. You know, they're red tint to it because they're in like lava or liquid yeah, I metal. I didn't get past this. <clears throat> this was real tough. Yeah. And I had to use save states just to get past. I had to get to the city, in the city. Uh, there's a part of the second level of this that is... Again, I, this might have been easy pickings for a more talented player. No, this was it was hard. A, to did use, you get man. to the part where you had to swing up with the bladed things to get to the top of that uh, of the ledge? You didn't get that far? No. Well, let me tell you, I sat there and tried this for hours to get past it. It was ex- unbelievably difficult. There's also parts of the second level where you get like an updraft from like yeah. lava flows that you can – so it lets you fly up a little bit. But you're still, you can't fly proper. Uh, as you move to the third level, you're in a city. Then you go uh, underground in the city. Then you're on a subway car, which all these levels looked cool. I didn't get to them. They looked they're interesting, uh, but it was the gameplay it was pretty much the same basic bear. I will say, in the city level, for the little bit of time I got to be there, you could actually come down through a skylight and your guy would bust through like the entire building and bust out the wall. That was pretty cool. I like that stuff. I didn't use the slam all that much because it was easy to get hit when you were using it. I used it on geeks, but, like, people that had, like, throwing weapons it was a lot tougher. I didn't use it that much. Uh, so, the game isn't super, like I said, there's five levels. They're difficult levels. They're huge. Yeah. They're, they're gargantuan. They're, they're, and I will say, when you die, they do start you pretty much exactly where you left yeah. off, which is a, a nice. Uh, enemies don't respawn, which is nice. There's a lot of stuff in here to like. Don't get me wrong. The level design is quite interesting again because your guy has so much flexibility and movement uh, that they use you. Some places you have to use your ability to fly a smidge. Yeah. Some people glide. You have to glide. Glide. Excuse me. Some people. Some places you have to swing off stuff to activate doors and whatnot. So there's some. There's something to it. Uh, each l- main level ends with a boss fight. Mm-hmm. The boss. The first two bosses are sort of the same. The second level, he just gets j- bigger, but it's still the same guy. And the funny thing is, the fir- I'm watching the video here. I did the exact same thing. The first two levels have, like, little glitches you can take advantage of to just basically crush the end guy. Like, I crushed the first end guy on my first attempt and lost no energy because I just got on the platform underneath him and just kept nailing him until he died. Yeah. I don't know if you did that. And on the second level, we just walk up to him and keep pounding until he dies. I didn't get to the third level. And like I said, the last boss is, a, uh, is Demona. Um, this game, you know... I would call the gameplay in this okay. I mean, I like I liked some of the stuff in it, but it wasn't the best. But it was surprisingly well received, uh, Brent. Uh, I looked over the scores <clears throat> on this thing just to see how it how it uh, fared. I mean, this was like when this was released, it was showered with praise by a lot of people. I uh, I knocked in a couple quotes here. Uh, Game Pro called it one of the best games for the Genesis, right next to Earthworm Jim Two. Top-notch gameplay. Game Informer liked it. They said Disney Interactive was making better Sega games than anybody. Uh, game uh, Next Gen gave it four uh, stars uh, and eighty-five percent. Said it was uh, uh, amazing graphics. You know, they said it was awesome. They put it. They said it was similar to the looks of Demon Crest on the Super Nintendo, which I don't know what that is. But I'm sure you do. Uh EGM was this kind. They they were a mixed bag on it. But I mean, this thing was highly loud and when it was came out. And if you look at the scores, you're looking at everything from uh, I mean, it got a five out of five all the way down to low scores, uh, 23 out of 40, which is EGM. But then, of course, you've got three different panelists, I believe it is that so that those get a little weird. But for the most part, the scores are real high for this game. Uh I did not find it an A plus game. I would say. This is, in my opinion, this is a maybe a C plus game. Uh, I think that the fact that they didn't include any of the other Gargoyle stinks. I, it really doesn't capture the spirit of the show that much. You know, it's shallow. Uh, I thought the plots that the show had a million different plots that were better than anything that like this is as generic a plot. Yeah, this the there enemies. Is no plot, the enemies yeah. are this are uninteresting for the most part, especially anything on second level one. Because they're usually like robots and machines and they stink. Like the enemies, I mean, there were so many awesome, the pack, you could have brought any of those guys in, or, or uh, the uh, uh, the robot, the actual robot gargoyle team that was awesome, or Xanatos and his gang, anything could have happened. Fox and Xanatos, Xanatos were still not in the game. He was the number one guy in the, in the show. They didn't get him in the game at all. So these are huge detriments to a proper fan. And so, with, I mean, I can judging the game s- simply on its gameplay, it's okay. What did you think? Okay, thank you. I was ready to be tagged in. Uh, let me just say, right off the bat, this is not faithful. I mean, it, it, it might be faithful to the source material, but it does not use the source material to any benefit. It's a little like ALF. Any benefit. Well, with the exception of this had... Uh, source material that could have been used <coughs> for a video game, oh God, yes, hundreds of games Alf yeah. did not yeah, I'll okay that. yeah the uh animation uh on Goliath is fantastic, yeah, it's real good, okay, so much so that it's a detriment to the game cause nothing else looks as good, well, I, no more than that. He has so many frames of animation for everything that he does that it starts to feel clunky. For example, if you start to walk up a wall and you're clawed into the wall and you, you want to take one step up that wall, you can't just shimmy. You have to complete a full cycle of his climbing animation for it to register that you have moved up that wall. Why is this a problem? Yeah, it's, There are so many precision jumps where you have to be in a precise location on a wall to jump to another wall. Yeah, And the animation is so uh, detailed that it doesn't allow you to do
1: that. That is art getting in the way of gameplay.
0: You cannot do that in a video game. Uh, is it beautiful to look at? Goliath is awesome. Yeah, his animations are awesome, all of them, except his ducking, which is kind of weird. Well, he ducks like that in the cartoon. That's he, well, I mean, he, gets, he gets real low. He gets way low, face yeah. to the ground type yeah, low. That's the way he does it. I'll give him a pass on that. He has too many moves. Uh, he has the a run a run dash attack. He has a jump dash attack. He has a jump regular kick. Strikes, uh, and the strikes are different, where depending on where you are, uh, how close you are to an enemy or to a wall. If you're onto a wall, (coughs) you get a different type of strike. Yeah. There are so many attacks that it is overwhelming, and it, it it's poorly utilized. If the all if all these attacks had their place, it'd been awesome, but they don't. I ended up just slamming everyone with the throw button. Yeah, I would run up to but them. They the probably should take energy. To take, it hurts you when you because they get a cheap shot it often when you try. That. That's why I didn't do it that much. I, I, I did it all the time because you uh, the throw is almost except for a boss is a one hit kill on yeah. everything. The next problem, everything in the game. I understand gargoyles they only come out at night. Blah blah blah. The game is too dark. You know there are details hidden in some of this blackness,
1: but you can never see enough stuff. And it's...
0: it's I was so upset when I got to the, through to the second level. I was like, okay, because I thought I was going to be in the city. Like It made sense. You start in the castle because that's the way the show starts. The, the whole second stage, protecting your eggs, not needed. You should have went to the city and then went and protected your. Well, eggs. you know, they, but that's the why the show went. Well, that's why they did. It that everyone way. wants to there be in no the eggs. city. Yeah. Okay. Everyone wants to go to the city level. I never made it there because I didn't use safe states and I also didn't play on easy. Uh, the enemies in this game, they're
1: they're highly detailed and they have great animations, but they're cheap as crap. You will have ranged people set up in positions that you can't get to unless you get hit. And they have uh, uh enemy locations that make no sense. For example, you're you're on the castle level. They've got these huge uh ballistas shooting each other. The yes. two ballistas are and they're they're, they're just stupid.
0: And it They makes... do a ton of damage and you and you <coughs> and they've let spikes set up on the wall to make you have to jump around. It's real tough. Yeah. Uh, I hated that. It's the game is difficult in ways that it's not good to be difficult. It's difficult because everything else around it has made it difficult. Uh, it's not because of clever stage design or anything like that. The game gets in its own way with all these detailed animations and stuff. This isn't a bad game. I don't, but I had zero fun playing this. I never was like, yes, look what I just did. I always felt like, oh gosh. I have to do this again. I have to make this precise jump again. I have to kill this enemy on the ledge again. I had more fun playing Alf. No. Yeah, I had more. I didn't say Alf was a better game. No. I had more fun playing Alf, running around, exploring in these nice, bright environments. I played Alf first, and I was fired up to play Gargoyles. <laughs> I thought I had no idea I, I knew there were Gargoyle games, but I'd never played any of them. yeah, and <coughs> on the surface, it looks pretty good, but playing it, I just simply had no fun. I had no fun it was a <laughs> struggle from beginning to end. That doesn't mean that Gargoyles is a bad game. Gargoyles just isn't a fun game. Uh, yeah, I, listen, is horrible, so no, this is not a better Alf's not better. I a, just I said Elf was not a better game. But it's also not game. more fun. Elf was more. Listen, fun. our games aren't a competition, but you lose. No, anyway, you're insane. And it, with all that, this said, was no fun. No, I. I did you have fun playing there this, is fun or we did had. you feel like it was a struggle no, from beginning I to had, end? I had fun. I enjoyed playing it. But Tell me where were, you had fun. What part of this game did you have fun? I enjoy doing stuff with the Goliath. Like it's fun to throw guys off the towers. For it's the four hundredth time, it's fun to slam people. It's fun to. I will say the one of the things I did get right is when you certain characters they scream and make a bunch of noise, which is cool. It was fun to succeed at really hard parts, but it was that fun was over. Listen, it, there are plenty of places in this that aren't fun. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, but I mean, it's a game. Alpha's nothing. Um, oh, that's so much crap. Uh, you heard me. Al, Out no. All that said, uh, I think this is a game. I think a real hardcore players would probably enjoy this game. Uh, I don't because, it's because of the difficulty level. Uh, but and I like I said, it's uh, the, one of my biggest problem with this is the, if they drop the ball. On the story and the atmosphere, it, the in-between scenes are just words with a one little crappy grainy picture. Yeah. Like when you get turned into a gargoyle, it's a stone, and you go to the future. Like there's nothing. There's yeah. no cutscene. There's no animation. There's just a little thing that says, "Well, now you're above the clouds." It's like that is lame. Like there's no. Could they not even put pictures of the other gargoyles in the game? Could you not mention? He didn't mention Eliza Maza. Like, they couldn't fit her in or Xanathos. Well, no, they didn't use the source material at all. They didn't, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. This could have been any character. Yeah. Like, putting Goliath in here is irrelevant. This could have been anybody. Absolutely. Which makes me wonder if they just didn't take something and be like, well, let's put this guy in. You know, because oh. the, even the Roker, you don't really see much of the Roker. They could have, been, could have been any level. Yeah. You know, I, the, That that's the stuff that really that'd be like a Batman and Robin game basically on a series where they didn't use the Joker. I mean, yeah. it's like, or Alfred's like, well, what are you doing The Batmobile? So that was my dig- biggest disappointment with the game. You know, I, I, how the game plays. Oh, you know, also I'm not great at these sorts of games, but I, I did okay. I did okay at this one, but it's, it's a difficult game, but I'm, it's difficult for the, all the wrong reasons. Yeah. I mean, the thing is what would bring me, what keeps me wanting to play a game like this, the atmosphere, and the story, and this didn't have them. Yeah. And so that's where it really failed. I uh, got a couple uh, got a couple uh, reviews for Gargoyles. I got one here from Pajaco. He said, "Sadly, I was too cool for school when Gargoyles aired on TV, so I'm not really familiar with it." Lan- uh, loading up the game and watching the demo, I was quite intrigued. The graphics looked great, music sounded great. Yeah, it looked generic. Uh, it looked like generic TV show platform fodder. But some of those can be fun. What I found was a clunky and difficult game that proved to be infuriating. Too infuriating to draw me in. The presentation was nice, but the hit detection was not great. And it sometimes it was tough to judge things when you, could, when you could take damage differently depending on what frame of animation uh, was playing. I made it to the first boss of my second playthrough using save states to get to that bleep climbing section where you wall jump a uh, wall-to-wall to avoid the cannons. Wish one. There's about a million. I really wanted to like this one, but it just drove me up the wall. Five out of 10 But doom there. John, boat of car, Shawler chimed in. Uh, the Mega Drive was often marketed as the Amiga's cooler, older cousin, but Gargoyles is proof that the me- uh, mediocre platform action Apple didn't fall far from the tree. I know Aaron is a big fan of the series. I'm going to go out on a limb here to say that the cartoon probably doesn't have you re- repetitively exploring a castle ruin for 45 minutes. The graphics in this game are serviceable. The controls are fine, but man, smashing through yet another wall to get to another room in the castle to collect yet another gold cup got old real fast. This is the archetypal example of license gain mediocrity. I mean, I can't say he's wrong on that. That's, that, that right there, what Boat just said, is exactly what... I mean, this is, to me... The Gargoyles game is a, a huge missed opportunity. By the way, they they had a port in this play for the Superintendent that got canceled. You can probably see why. And it's a it's this is the thing that bothers you when you play your licensed games, TV or movie licenses. It's really easy to come in and pick up the license and just throw out crap and I mean and the thing is this isn't ocean level garbage. No, no, but they tried. What both just... said this is mediocrity. Yeah. They didn't excel themselves in any way. And so when you get a game that really excels itself, it's based on a license, enjoy it. Because these are the kind of games that you often receive, Brent. Now, Aaron, yes, I have a question for yes, you. Yes, sir. Oh, the... eBay, before you get to your question. All right. I know I hate to break up the flow, but we've got to talk about this. This game goes for tons of money. Did I mention that? More than ALF? Yes. So, complete in-box copies of this on eBay are going for 200 $212, $250. Woo! Uh, I've, I've seen them sell not that much. I did see some that sold for bargains for $62, 92 56 bucks. The carton alone is going for 37 and 50 So, ALF is more valuable. Someone told me, I think it was Pajaka, said said the, the PAL version was cheaper. You get cheaper. But really... Hmm. You know, unless you're a collector going after this stuff for collection purposes, <laughs> if you're, play, you're going to play the game, you can probably just get the cartridge or just skip it all together, Brent. No, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what you can't skip, Aaron. I don't. I don't know what you can't skip. Sending your goods and ser- for service at, to Retro Rewind That's a good point, Brent. Why is that, Aaron? Retro Rewind. If you have a broken Amiga, yeah. If you have who doesn't? Uh,
1: <laughs> if you if you've
0: got a Commodore sixty four just sitting in your corner collecting dust because it just doesn't work like it should anymore. Yeah. Send that stuff up to Frank at Retro Rewind. Yes, Frank does it all. RetroRewind.ca is the place for you to go. And it's not just for service, Brent. He's got tons of great goods, and he's ready to ship them to you. Conveniently located in North America, by the way. Yes. Do you need uh, flash card solutions like Kung Fu Flash, the C64, your Commodore line, he's got you covered. Accelerators for your Amiga 600—he's got you covered. You need diagnostic cartridges to try to figure this stuff out on your own, and then once you figure it out, you need replacement caps or parts? He's got you covered there as well. And if you've got a TRS-80 car computer, Frank's your hookup for the SDC—the solution for the c or the the uh, TRS-80 car computer when Absolutely. it comes to loading games off an SD card. Frank has decades of service skills that were that were made on. TV shows throughout the world, tech TV, for example. You know we could was there. We could have played Frank the video game. We could have because he was he was on television before the year two thousand. I don't know if they made a game after him. We'll see. Yeah, coming soon. (laughs) Get happy, Cody. Get working (laughs) on it. That's Frank at RetroRewind.ca. Please consider giving him your business. Now, Aaron. Yes, sir. We go to the wheel where we have added a suggestion by Chris Fold. Chris Fold? I've heard of him. He's a fitness guru, did you know that? He wants us to play dancing games. It's funny, because I'll do a little dancing, I'll do a little prancing, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? So that, oh, you know what? Holy moly, I didn't add a retro piece. Just let it ride. Looks like Odyssey 2 will have to be on there again. Just let it ride, brother. Oh, darn. Spin that wheel. Happy just chimed in. We need a game based on Frank at Retro Rewind. Happy, make it happen. All right. Oh, we almost got the Retro Rewind piece. So, what's the big winner, the Brent? Oh boy. What do you got? Oh no. Would you just can, say? Can it? we just spin again? No. What's the? Uh, what did you roll? This is the ZenMix, the DayWoo CPC. The ZenMix DayWoo CPC. Do we know anything about that, the Brent? No. Who, put the, who picked that? I did. You picked the key. Oh, then what are you complaining about? I don't want to. You're an idiot. I don't want to, man. Hopefully it's something we can actually figure out. I don't want to. Say that one more time. Hold it up to the cameras. They can tell what it's all about. That's know. the Zemex Daewoo. So is it like an Amstrad? I don't know. Oh, man. I'm I don't know. You're an idiot. <laughs> so, thanks everyone for checking us out this morning. Hey, before, no. before we drive off here... Let's talk about something that's so close you can almost taste it, the Brent. It's Amiga Thon uh twenty twenty three. It's going it's gonna happen. Uh it's coming up February eighteenth, Brent. My gosh, so close. We're only a few weeks away from oh. February eighteenth. Yes. I'm very excited about that. I am this is a uh this is our uh, yearly uh, uh show to get some cash, some charity going to the children's miracle network yeah. of hospitals. A worthy cause. Absolutely. Uh, today, we've raised well over ten, 10 large. Thanks to you, the listening and viewing public, we appreciate that. Aaron, do, do you know how much we've already raised I, before Amigathon even opened its door? I didn't look at the most recent total, but let's have, we can look at it real quick. Because you can donate right now at Amigathon.com. It, you can donate before the event, get your money in. It doesn't go to us, it goes straight to the charitable organization. And then you can just sit back, relax... Know you've done what you can to help the Children's Miracle Network and enjoy a megathon. Yeah, and we're going to, well, trust me, if you go ahead and donate now, we're still going to put you over when showtime comes oh, around. Right now, we're at 1,250 big dollar dues. That's before the thing starts. Before the game even begins. Uh, and I want to say thank you uh, because I, we just mentioned him. Hold the sign back up. RetroRewind.ca, our good buddy Frank matched Five hundred dollars. Uh, yes. So right out of the gate, Frank kicked in a five hundred dollar bill. Uh, so we appreciate that, Frank. We appreciate everyone that's already kicked in. That's a good number, right there. Absolutely. I remember the first time we did one of these charity events, we weren't sure we would raise any money. So it was great, and it's every year. It's been uh, it's been quite nice. Now, with all that said, uh, times are tough all yes. over. You know, if you can't. Uh, uh, if you can't wisely kick money into the of miracle or whatever, don't feel bad. No, but here's what you do. You want to help, right? Yeah. But you don't... But like you said, times are tough for some people. They're tough. You can't put out that money. That's right. Just, just say, hey, look Facebook page, Amigathon. That, that's look good. Twitter feed, Amiga-thon. That's right. That's Bam, th- you've helped. Show up. Be part of the event. Be part of the chat. You've helped. Oh my God, that's the wisest thing you've ever said to Brent. I can't believe it. i got to put that over. He's right. Don't feel obligated. Just come by. Spread the word. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, it will all go down uh, on this exact same Twitch channel here, Amigos Retro Gaming. It all kicks off February 18th at 8 a.m. Yes. Eastern Standard Time. I told Boat you were real excited about that 8 a.m. Start Time. I won't be there. We're going for 12 nah, big will. hours, brother. <laughs> and it's nothing but Amiga. All day, all night. Yes. Uh, any other things you want to plug? The Brit before we take this thing to the house. I guess we should r- a quick plug for Boat Fest. It's coming soon. Uh, get your tickets today, twenty third uh, through twenty fifth. Listen, is this going to be happening? Oh, you better believe it is. We got people coming from Australia. We got people coming from the UK, Canada. All people merging at the tech capital of West Virginia. Hurricane. For what will be <laughs> no. a, a, an event that this sounds never seen before, I guarantee you. It's going to be awesome. True. I know over a third to almost one half of the tickets are already gone. Woo! Uh, did you know that? And we have limited room, so yeah, it's not have like we can make capacity. it up on the fly. And a lot of the locals have not purchased <laughs> their tickets. Yeah, they so. don't walk up to the door and be like, oh, oh I'm here for Boat Fest. Hey, we- we yeah. got lost. Yeah, the fire marshal standing at the door with the clicker. He's the, counting them as they go in. The part of, there's a blessing and a curse here that the mayor's coming. Yes. So with the mayor there, he's not gonna let his shenanigans go down. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Anyway, that's Boat Fest uh, June 23rd through 25th. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, but I thought I'd throw it up there uh, to get your mind working. So next week we're playing Daywoo CPC. We'll figure it out. The Who Zen knows? Max. Zen Mix. Zen, I don't know. You can't say it, but we can play it. That's for sure. Until next week, everybody, uh, go watch some TV, brother. Adios. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. A special
1: thank you to Deft Styles for our vector-style graphics and Barkbit for our amazing music. If you'd like to help keep ARG spinning, you can do so at patreon.com slash ARG Presents. Just like these fine folks. Dryer Seventeen. Laron Garut. Templar Marr. Z9K9. Jerry Dennington. John Dykeman. Retrology. Air Shack. Texas Foosballer. Sundown. O'Rong. Super Tech Boy. David Terrence. Mr. B. Roushey. Brown W. Betke. Dave. Velociraptor. Bernhardt Lucas. Steve. Rathmussen, Anthony Jarvis, Bitter Blitter, Kajako6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob Black O'Hara, Jason Warns, Mitsuyama, Chris Bowles, Frodo L, The Solo Norris, Terry Howard, Full of Hope, and Rollo. They all have access to our Discord channel, their name called out in the credits, and visualized in the ending scene. Have an idea for a wheel piece? You can send it to us at ARG Presents at mail.com. Chris Fudge!